Uh, I'm joined today by J-Ro, the Unsummoned Skull. J-Ro, thank you so much for joining us. It's my honor. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Right, well, uh, so I am a teacher, tutor, and college professor uh, in terms of my, my regular jobs during the day. So I'm already, I'm already kind of a busy person. But uh, so I, I do those things. I'm also a games club sponsor at the school where I teach, as well as a content producer or, or content creator now uh, of various uh, magic content, as well as some other di- different uh, types of gaming. How did you get into uh, into magic itself, and then how did you get into content creation as a uh, as a product of that? So it's interesting to see how the tie how the ties exist between magic and education for me. Uh, I started playing magic when I was in high school, and I started because there was a teacher that I really really liked, and he ran a games club, and I wanted to have something in common with him. So the story of how he started the games club has a lot to do with what I liked about him as a teacher and what I try to do as a teacher. Uh, so. He started the games club because there were a couple people who were playing in his class and he had to give them a detention and he had to have them come in a half hour before school started. But there wasn't a set rule on what had to be done during that half hour. It's just usually the teacher would have the students uh, like do homework, have it be a study hall or something. But if it was that important to them that they were going to play in his class, that he wanted it to be important to him too. So we had them teach him during that half hour. And he really liked the game and thought it was really exciting and entertaining. And so he turned Friday afternoons. He would stay after for an hour and a half to two hours and made that the games club. So the students who were acting out in class by doing that now had a time when it was okay. And they could do that with people that they otherwise might not see as often because they live in different subdivisions. Okay. (laughs) I actually met a lot of my really good friends that way. So uh, I really liked the game and started to learn uh, different things about how to play it and became really good and started trying for the Pro Tour. Eventually, I made it onto the Pro Tour. Uh, So I made it onto the Pro Tour, the last one that they held in in Minneapolis, the the one where that was the Team Pro Tour. Right. I remember that one. And uh, I had tried for years. I had so many heartaches, uh, heartbreaks and near misses and finally made it on there. But near the end of that journey, I was starting to wonder why I bother uh, continuing to go. And so uh, when I got a teaching position at a school that was um, in a, an urban area that was uh, high diversity, low socioeconomic status, I decided that I was going to um, start my own games club. And so I started my own games club and ran it kind of like an LGS. I became a certified judge. I became a tournament organizer. And I ran uh, events there that operated like Friday Night Magics. And I taught people how to play from the ground up. I taught them what each color does, how they win, we did cube drafting with uh, with commons that would or with typical commons. Uh, 
and then they got to actually draft and hold on to their own cards and develop their own collections. So they went from having nothing to uh, <clears throat> to having their own collections and then to being able to create uh, being able to create brawl decks. And then eventually some of them even got to the point of making commander decks. Hmm. Okay. Then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and I was I was three years into that position and I really, really liked it. And I was being embraced by the community and it was wonderful. But because of their lack of COVID precautions, uh, right. I had to leave that position because uh, I didn't feel safe there uh, because they did not have adequate COVID precautions and because I'm still with my parents for at least for now who are both immuno, uh, in uh, high risk uh, groups. So I had to leave that position. I still enjoyed magic, but I wasn't sure how exactly to get that to translate into being able to help people like I usually did in, in the classroom. Right. Uh, the teaching position I wound up getting after leaving that one was a lot of um, paperwork, basically. It didn't really feel like I was doing a lot of teaching because there was a set program and I had to follow it. Um, I didn't really get to make my own lessons and have that creative outlet. I didn't get to have direct... Uh, so direct interactions with students outside of office hours. They just did their work, I graded it, and they moved on. So I didn't get to feel that way anymore. So I, uh, I, just, I resolved to find a way to recapture that idea of I'm using the game to help people. Which is a good way to use the One game. One of the things I wound up doing? Yeah. So that summer, before I got this new that that new that position, that was not fulfilling. I had participated in the first online. Um, so it was what was it called again? The Command Fest, first online Command Fest using Spell Table. And I did not have a Spell Table set up, but I uh, put in a successful pitch. Uh, I, I recorded a two-minute video about one of my decks to, and submitted it to Channel Fireball. It got accepted, and I got to play in a feature match with Sheldon Shivam and Nelson Salahook, who also goes by coach, oddly enough. That is how he remembered me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to play in a feature match with all these people watching, with Dana Fisher, whom I had met at a... Uh, a Grand Prix before, uh, announcing. <laughs> it was and it was an incredible experience, and that was one that was done for charity as well. But I did not have a spell table set up. Uh, I did not have a proper computer either. I had to borrow my mom's computer, uh, get a. Uh, I had to borrow my mom's computer. I had to get two cardboard boxes and fill them with books to use as a counterbalance put them above the frame that's on my desk. That I have a metal wire frame that acts as a shelf. Uh, and then duct taped a selfie stick to them. Yeah. Stuck my phone in the selfie stick, and that was how I made the makeshift thing. I also <laughs> didn't have a cord that could reach long enough, so I just had to pray that my <laughs> cell phone battery wouldn't 
<laughs> wouldn't run out by the end of the yep. match. Yep, yep, that sounds... As it turns out, even with this ramshackle... Even with this ramshackle setup, I was the only one who didn't have technical problems. <laughs> uh, and I was also, I believe... I was also, I believe, the only... Uh, <laughs> the only uh, guest to beat the celebrities. <laughs> the, the magic celebrities. <laughs> well, then... <laughs> Um, what I brought that day was my uh, Night at the Living Museum deck, which is uh, it's a deck that had no creatures in it. <laughs> well, that deck is hilarious. It has no creatures in it, but everything in the deck is able to animate and become a creature based on what opponents do. So the hidden cards, uh, like the hidden, those are green, a cycle of green enchantments that you put out there and then when the opponent when an opponent does something it becomes a creature like i think hidden gorillas becomes a creature if the opponent casts a spell it's like a, a green <laughs> for for a three three why not oh my god that's amazing <laughs> somebody's gonna cast a spell at some point <laughs> the problem is, with that deck is i did not have infinity tokens at the time and so i had to put sticky notes on there to denote what they had become but those were not easily readable by Dana Fisher. <laughs> so she had no yep. idea what my board was. <laughs> yup. That, uh, the two saviors uh, of the pandemic yeah. magic community, infinite tokens and spell table. <laughs> so after that, I decided that I wanted to start streaming. And uh, so I had, I wound up finishing up my setup. I got a new computer uh, because I needed one anyways, because that old thing was not very good, and ultimately wound up just crashing. So, thankfully, the uh, cyber gods made the decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a flip phone until about two years ago. Oh, man, you are such a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it did what I needed it to do, and I... And That's the exact thing that flip phone users say. Besides that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> did what I needed it to do, and then when my needs changed, I decided to change. That's, that's I needed completely to do fair. something that it wasn't doing. Basically, when I started, um, so I when I so I was a I'm a college professor. I teach uh, statistics at Madonna University. When I started teaching statistics, I needed to be able to do like Zoom phone calls and such, and that computer just couldn't support it. And right. eventually, I said, "You know what? I can't do that anymore." But also, the internet uh, around me started to not work very well. Um, you're talking about your internet necessarily being a great area either. So I have to use my hotspot a lot more than I'd like to, which is something a flip phone can't do. <laughs> no, unfortunately, that's not available <laughs> as an option for most flip phones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so I replaced my computer, which allowed me to do streaming. Started So I started streaming uh, Arena, and I didn't really like it that much because if you didn't have a big audience then you're also just, just alone. Right. And that was something I was trying not to be at the time because I already had a position where I felt, uh, my teaching position, I felt alone. I uh, started going into some bad mental health places because, uh, <clears throat> so because the, 
students were only dealing with me because they had to, and in most cases weren't actually interacting with me. The students they tutor are there because their parents made them, and so well, I mean, some of them want to be, but in my bad mental health space, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. So the, my students are there because they have to be, my because they need something from me. The students I tutor are there because their parents make them. The uh, <clears throat> nobody actually cares to watch the streams, and so why am I doing any of this? So. What I decided to do was, you know what, if I'm going to stream, I'm going to stream where I know that people are paying attention. Uh, I'll just stream something multiplayer. So started going to different discords. Uh, uh, began, of course, on the somewhat, notor- somewhat notorious now uh, PlayDH server. <laughs> um, had some bad experiences on there. Had some had a lot of good experiences too. So I uh, kept track of the content or the contact information and made friends with them on Discord. Uh, joined some other people's Discords as they were doing some things. And whenever I heard that somebody was doing something something cool, like uh, there's a Ravnica League, which was uh, for each of the color pairings, trying to find somebody who specialized in it. And I was the Simic Guild leader. I had to make a Simic deck, and I got to make a Simic playing card. That would be the that, like the gym battle. Well, that was cool. Uh, but that's also where I met a lot of different people. Right. And as I met these people, I kept adding friends on Discord and storing their information. I uh, started going on. Uh, started, I made a Twitter. Uh, so I had a Twitter actually from college because I had to make one for a class, and then decided to uh, so. Channel Fireball asked me for my Twitter information, and I had my inactive Twitter. I'm like, you know what? Why not use this one? And so I started to get active on social media uh, after the feature match. Because people reached out to me. They are like, that deck was really cool and such. Actually, I'm not sure, sure people really even remember that too much anymore, but suffice it to say I've made enough of a name for myself that I'm no longer that guy who had the weird deck that somehow won. Uh, so by reaching out in social media and uh, developing the Discord following, I wound up creating the Skull Symbol, which is uh, a nice, welcome, active uh, Discord where I'm able to uh, solidly get games to fire. And now that I can solidly get games to fire, so I am in a Discord that is called... Charity Magic, uh, that has some really cool folks in it, like ALK Alters, uh, <clears throat> Polio, uh, who has helped to, to develop things. LevDev's awesome. Uh, Mr. Bevers, I've been working with, uh, so Seth Cross, I've been working with a lot of them to <clears throat> create some events. Like uh, September, we did Suicide Awareness. Uh, we did a, we did a, a full day stream uh, going from one to another, uh, or doing it for suicide awareness, and then I did my own four day uh, it's a four day stream of angel themed uh, commander games for uh, for suicide awareness as well, and well, that's really they cool. uh, so they raised about how much was it. 
They raised almost 4,000. I raised 1,000 by myself. Wow, that's really good. In, in those uh, four games. That's really good numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. I did another uh, one for Oathtoberfest. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oathtoberfest. Because I, I am a proponent of the Oathbreaker format. That is one of the uh, the form. That's one of the series that I have on my YouTube channel. Right. I've I. So it's Oathtoberfest with Oathbreaker. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, speaking of charity streams, uh, you actually have one coming up a couple of days after this episode will release, uh, on Halloween itself to benefit one of your students. Um, why don't you, why don't you give us a little bit about what's going on there and what, uh, and like what's going on with the student and what you're planning to do for the, uh, for the stream. Okay. Well, I, uh, So I have my own server, and one of the things in my server is that I have a lot of people who are awesome folks that want to get involved in things. And so when Oathtoberfest came out and and it became clear to some of the newer members of my server that I was getting involved in charitable things, a couple of them reached out to me and asked if I would involve them in the next thing that I did. So that got me thinking, oh, I guess I have to think of the next thing. So decided that since October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I remember when I was coaching a lot of players, uh, so I, I still have a roll of pink tape, pink athletic tape, <laughs> from being a football coach during October and having to tape people up using the pink tape. Uh, <clears throat> so I remember that, that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I decided it be interesting in doing something for breast cancer, and Mr. Bevers and I have connected before on our shared, uh, what's the term for it, animosity towards uh, cancer uh, and uh, our desire for cancer to uh, be eradicated. Ah, yes. So it was actually shortly after I decided to make that, that uh, I think it was actually the next day, so I have office hours on Fridays for my students to be able to talk with me. I'm at a new job now where I'm able to talk with the student or interact with the students directly during the week. And then they, I teach them Monday through Thursday. I get to design my own lessons. It's really nice. It's, it's what I wanted to get from my, from my other job. And then on Fridays, I can have one-on-one time uh, with students if I need to, to help them out, uh, or small, really small groups, more so than one-on-one. It's all virtual, so not like in a room with a student one-on-one, but that can be edited, I'm assuming. <clears throat> uh, so uh, one of the students, uh, I, I, I invite students to these sessions, uh, to these like breakout rooms, if they are struggling in class. One of the students who was struggling told me that he actually had an MRI scheduled for later that day, but he was told that he was diagnosed with rhabdomyosarcoma, and the student is a senior in high school. Uh, just wow. trying to get the credit hours he needs to graduate. Oh, wow. He also happens to be a gamer, and he's in the games club. 
So I said, well, what if I could uh, do something using my gaming street cred that could actually wind up helping you? So it's not helping him specifically. It's not like I'm raising money for his family or anything like that. What I'm doing is raising money to fight cancer, which will indirectly help him. But he can also right. know that the gaming community has his back. Well, that's really good. That's a really positive one. Which, mm-hmm. um, so it's it started because I wanted to make sure that the people in my server who hadn't had a chance to do the previous ones got a chance to see how gaming can help people out and really feel good about themselves. And it became something where I can actually help a student and show him that I that I have his back and that game the gaming community in general has his back. That's really awesome. Um, where can we find that stream when you're doing it? So that'll be on twitch.tv backslash unsummoned skull. Okay, and uh, it's on Halloween Day. What time does that start? So the first pods are scheduled for... Find my spreadsheet. There we go. Uh, 10 a, so it starts at 10 a.m. and it'll run clear to 8 p.m. And that's Eastern time, right? Yeah, uh, Eastern yeah. Standard Time. Um, all right. So, Jro, uh, that's about all we've got time for on this particular interview. But um, where, other than your Twitch channel, which we've just heard, where can uh, our listeners find you to find mm-hmm. your content? So my Twitter is uh, so my Twitter handle is at coach underscore j underscore r o. That's j row is what I usually go by, and I used to be a football coach. Uh, I have the skull symbol Discord. <clears throat> uh, pretty soon you'll be able to find my stuff on uh, EDH Rec because I just got hired as an author there. And uh, you can also find my YouTube channel at bit.ly backslash unsummoned skull because the YouTube channel itself is way too long to read like that. <laughs> we, <laughs> we will make sure to link all of these separately that are available right now in the show notes. Um, congratulations <laughs> on the new EDH rec appointment. And thank you again thank so you. much for joining us. Absolutely. It's my honor.